0: Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature reports, I'll bring you a look at regional and national agricultural news. And the show starts right after this. AgroPlante is the leading manufacturer in specialty products. Agroplante formulates products that rise to the challenge of today's growing conditions. Saline and sodic soils reduce crop yield and cause significant crop losses. Agroplante developed Cat Ion EX5 Plus with growers in mind to manage soil salinity. With multiple years of research, Cat Ion EX5 Plus has proven to be an excellent source of calcium and an effective soil salinity manager. Run it through drip irrigation without any issues. Simplify your application method with innovative and efficient formulations. Alleviate salinity stress with CAT ION EX5 Plus. AgroPlantae, imagination, innovation, science in action. For many of the students in a Sacramento City Unified School District, school meals are their biggest meals of the day. When California passed school meals for all in 2021 in response to increasing child hunger, they became the first state in the nation to provide every student, regardless of income, free nutritious breakfast and lunch with more emphasis on fresh local ingredients. As the quality and nutrition of school meals improves, clear benefits are emerging and more kids and families are participating. The value of more kids enjoying school meals together is becoming evident every day in kitchens and cafeterias. The stigma and shame that came with being very obviously a free lunch kit is diminishing and a sense of community that comes with more kids eating together from the same menus not only ensures that all kids eat more nutritious food but also improves campus culture and relieves a strain on families as food costs skyrocket according to the department. The efforts to transition more of the 40,000 meals they serve each school day from prepackaged, highly processed foods to fresher healthier tasty foods for kids demands continued investment in kitchen equipment and culinary training. Therefore, California's kitchen infrastructure and training program provided $4.8 million to Sacramento City Unified in 2022. The funding has allowed the district to create more efficient and welcoming cafeterias and provide training for its 400 nutrition employees in order to serve more locally sourced, freshly prepared food. The district now has three chefs on staff, is training staff to freshly prepare more menu items, and has elevated monthly frontline workers to kitchen leads providing rewarding and viable career paths. The school district's back-of-house operation includes a 50,000-square-foot warehouse with capacity to store refrigerated, frozen, and dry goods that are purchased locally, as well as 14 delivery trucks, which make daily deliveries to their 80 school sites. They procure locally grown and produced ingredients from local producers, including fresh, raw chicken breasts and drumsticks from Foster Farms, mandarins from Penrin, and apples from the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta. Local sourcing saves the department money as food costs have soared. They're saving $90,000 a year in delivery costs by picking up their own apples rather than buying apples grown and shipped from outside the region or the state. Kit funding has been used by districts throughout the state to meet the rising demand for free nutritious meals, which increased in a 2022 to 2023 school year to 826 million meals served. That's up $2 from 2018 to 2019. And statewide, 92% of eligible local school districts opted in to receive the 2022 kit funds demonstrating how much pent-up demand exists to replace inefficient and aged kitchen equipment and to train and increase the skills of their nutrition workforce. Sacramento is known as the farm-to-fork capital of America and is increasingly gaining media attention on a national level. Aspiring farmers participating in a Center for Land-Based Learning's California Farm Academy receive the technical skills and training needed to launch a successful farm business. Agromen, the largest organics recycler in the state and manufacturer of earth-friendly soil products, helps these fledging farmers succeed by donating over 50 tons of organic compost every year to the program. Truckloads of agro-men compost are delivered to CLBL incubator farms in West Sacramento and to the CLBL Woodland Headquarters, where it is used by those just beginning their training. Sarah Lehman is a 2023 CLBL graduate. This month, she will launch her own half-acre incubator farm at CLBL called Tomato Berry Farm, where she'll grow and sell specialty tomatoes, tomato seedlings, herbs, and tomato-themed art. She says during this year's CLBL training program, they used agro-men's compost to grow vegetables, including tomatoes, peppers, eggplant, radishes, squash, and cucumbers. She has been a passionate backyard tomato gardener for over a decade and says they added wheelbarrows of compost onto rows of vegetable beds and incorporated the compost into the soil. Everything grew great with no need to add extra fertilizer. She says they sold the produce at a weekly mobile farmer's market in West Sacramento and provided produce to low-income residents and seniors. For more information about the Center for Land-Based Learning, go to landbasedlearning.org. Water managers are considering potential cutbacks in farm water deliveries for the upcoming spring and summer months in the state of California. As the state is grappling with a water crisis, the snowpack is registering at a mere 25% of the historical average. Despite reservoir levels at 116% of the average statewide, the dry winter is posing significant challenges. It is being reported that Sierra Nevada snow, vital to two-thirds of the state's residents and irrigated farmland, is facing a decline compared to the robust snowpack of the previous Previous year, With water managers expecting to deliver only 10% of the requested supply, they are concerned about what the low snowpack numbers mean not only for the immediate future of the state and the agriculture industry, but also what it means for California's overall water picture. Following this year's sold-out inaugural summit, Western Growers and New Zealand-based agri-food tech consultancy, Wharf 42, are announcing the dates of the 2024 Salinas Biological Summit. The dates are June 25th and 26th. With so many challenges facing growers of specialty crops, supporting growers adapting to a changing environment will be a key outcome for the 2024 summit, according to Western Growers. Key topics that will be discussed include the changing regulatory environment, the changing technology environment, the changing consumer environment, the changing retail environment, and the changing global macroeconomic environment. For more information, log on to the Biological Summit website, which is salinas-summit.com. Plantum Equity has announced the signing of a definitive agreement to acquire Horizon Organic and Wallaby from Dinan. Horizon Organic is the largest USA-certified organic dairy brand in the world and is a pioneer in dairy beverages, having introduced the first organic milk available coast-to-coast in the United States in 1991. Horizon Organic's portfolio of organic products includes milk, creamers and whiteners, yogurt, cheese and butter. The proposed acquisition also includes the Wallaby brand, an Australian-inspired Greek-style yogurt made with organic milk and premium ingredients. The U.S. dairy category is estimated at $68 billion, with milk comprising approximately $17 billion of that total. Platinum Equity has decades of experience acquiring and operating global businesses that have been a part of large corporate entities. The firm recently announced a pending acquisition of Kohler Energy from Kohler Company. In recent years, Platinum Equity has also acquired businesses from firms like Ball Corporation, Caterpillar, ConAgra, Emerson Electric, Ingersoll Rand, and Johnson & Johnson, among others. The proposed acquisition of Horizon Organic and Wallaby is subject to customary closing conditions and regulatory approval.
1: We just optimized the way the power was being used at the fan through the duct design, so just the shape of the duct. And then when we put out uh, our findings and we did research and found we were moving about two and a half times more bugs uh per pass with the new technology so we you know just released the findings to the public so it's open source and so cnn adopted it and they're now selling primarily the new machine
2: jack wells engineer at the cal poly strawberry center talking about advancements made in recent years for controlling ligus bugs in strawberry using vacuum technology Growers and equipment dealers are essentially turning tractors into giant vacuums to remove ligus bugs, which cause an estimated $200 million in lost sales throughout the state each year. The bugs pierce seeds as the berries develop, causing irregular shaped fruit known as cat facing. This is an
1: organic technology, but it's being used uh, pretty much 100% adopted by all strawberry growers above a certain size, and it comes down to... the regulatory environment and the way the fruit is harvested that they can't apply a lot of chemicals during the uh, harvest season. So it's sort of been, um, you know, in coupling with the fact that strawberries are a really high value crop, so they can afford to like what we're doing is spending a lot of money to try to get rid of this bug because just the slightest deformation on the fruit uh, is a huge economic loss for strawberry growers. So it's a combination of lack of alternatives and then the high economic cost of the ligus bug damage in strawberries.
2: While the technology was originally developed for use in organic strawberry fields, both organic and conventional growers have taken to adopting the technology if the amount of acreage calls for it. Beyond addressing the ever-present problem of ligus bugs, the vacuums do so without introducing chemicals to strawberry fields, something organic and conventional growers can both get behind.
1: There's a certain minimum acreage that you you, know, you might need 50 acres to really justify having a machine. So if you're a very small grower, you might just have to kind of suffer with the consequences of the the bug damage. Um so yeah, but in general, equally used from conventional and organic growers.
2: Definitely. Well, tell me how the bug vacuums actually work. How does it take in the bugs in the in the field? How do, how does that technology function in the field?
1: Right. So you have there's a few different versions out there depending on the style of your grow system but they're all basically uh we're just spinning large axial fans so think of like a ceiling fan but uh, smaller and spinning a lot faster and so all that does is sucks the air through the plant canopy uh when the air is coming through the plant can- canopy it removes the bugs from the leaves and then it pulls the leaves into the machine and it actually slams them against like a perforated plate kind of baffling on the outlet uh, so they are being destroyed you know as they're being sucked through the vacuum Um, But it's just, uh, really, it's a lot of horsepower because you're just moving, you're moving a ton of air and hoping that the bugs come with the air.
2: Wells said the vacuum fans need to be set to a specific speed so only the ligus bugs are getting picked up and not living plant material.
1: Typically, when we go out and test and we um, assess machines, we're going for about 50 miles an hour airspeed. Um, Speed, there are other factors to it besides just speed, but in general... Uh, Like as an engineer, when we sort of like redesigned the system, we tuned it to where it might rip the fruit off and then we turned it down a little bit. So, yeah, I'm going to grow or when a grower watches it work, if they see fruit and leaves getting ripped out, then they're going to tell the guy, you know, drop RPMs here and there. Uh, But for the most part, it it does remove a lot of dead plant material. um, But the plant is pretty robust really for what we're doing.
2: Although research and grower interest in vacuuming Ligus bugs has been around for more than 25 years, a collaboration with the California Strawberry Commission, Cal Poly Strawberry Center, CNN tractors and growers has greatly improved the efficiency of the bug vacuums.
1: We started by just assessing the technology at the you know at the plant to machine interface so that's like the fan and the aerodynamics of it. Um, So we had a big uh, group of like 16 to 20 ag engineering students at Cal Poly uh, working on different parts of the project. And that's when we came out with uh, basically a new design. And it's hard to describe it without showing pictures, but we just optimized the way the power was being used at the fan through the duct design. So just the shape of the duct. And then when we put out uh, our findings and we did research and found we were moving about two and a half times more bugs uh, per pass with the new technology. So we, you know, just released the findings to the public. So it's open source, uh, you know, on the Cal Poly website, you can get designs for the machine and everything. So CNN tractors and other commercial manufacturers uh, just took sort of like the, kind of with the broad stroke, we said, here's the way you should, could do it. And this is what we got. And so CNN adopted it and they're now selling primarily the new machine, which uh, I think they're still putting Cal Poly stickers on the, um, on the machine, you know, kind of recognizing our effort in it. Uh, so that's just the technology with the fan and the duct. There's also, as far is what you attach it to, that's changing because there are, you know, autonomous companies out there. So there's typically the machines that we designed for a tractor would cover three beds at a time and they were human operated. Um, the new machines, they have them that are doing one bed at a time and they're robotic. Some of them are using electric motors. Um, they're also using it on an autonomous platform in the UVC project where the vacuum is being used simultaneously with other uh, pest reduction technology. Um, So there's a lot of stuff going on, but for us, we provided the research and the technology and then we're trying to keep people moving in the right direction.
2: You're listening to My Ag Life, I'm Taylor Chalstrom. We're thrilled to announce that the North Valley Nut Conference is taking place on January 31st at Silver Dollar Fairgrounds in Chico, California. This event is held in conjunction with University of California Cooperative Extension. It's a golden opportunity for professionals in the tree nut industry. Network with our exhibitors and sponsors who are committed to your success in the orchard. Earn valuable continuing education units and expand your knowledge on the latest industry trends. Listen to our expert speakers sharing valuable insights and practical advice, but attendance is filling up fast, so make sure you visit myaglife.com backslash events and register today. We hope to see you there.
0: Average retail fertilizer prices closed out 2023 mix. Prices for six of the eight major fertilizers were lower in the fourth week of December compared to last month, while prices for the remaining two fertilizers were slightly higher. Only one fertilizer had a notable price move. The remaining five fertilizers were down just slightly. MAP had an average price of $812 a ton, potash at $514 a ton, urea at $536 a ton, UAN 28 at $340 a ton, and UAN 32 at $394 a ton. UAN 32 dropped below the $400 Per ton level for the first time since the second week of September of 2023. That week, UAN had an average price of $389 a ton. Two fertilizers, in the meantime, were just slightly higher in price compared to last month. DAP had an average price of $721 a ton and 10340 at 599 a ton. More underserved, small scale, and organic farmers will know more about crop insurance under a special USDA education program. USA Ag News reporter Gary Crawford shares more. Farming is up there at the top of the list of financially risky
3: businesses, what with the threat of weather and market disasters. And with that risk... ...comes, of course, the importance of crop insurance. Marcia Bunger runs the USDA's Risk Management Agency. She says crop insurance is a way of life for many mainstream farmers. However...
4: I still continue as I travel across the country to hear people that don't know about crop insurance... Or maybe there's some confusion about what it is. And so I think it's vital that we continue to provide means to be able to educate and inform
3: everybody. To that end, USDA has just announced a $3 million grant program to help nonprofit groups, educators, and others to develop farmer training programs and events
4: around record keeping, around training producers what tools are available.
3: For more information available, go online, search Risk Management Education Partnerships. Gary Crawford for
0: the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The first ever honeybee vaccine has been developed. Helena McNee shares more.
4: One out of every three bites of food that you eat depends on pollination services provided by bees, butterflies, bats, and more. The United States Department of Agriculture even goes as far as to say that the health and safety of pollinators can have direct impacts on U.S. agriculture, food security, and the nation's overall economy. This is why we should be protecting our pollinators
3: like our lives
4: depend on it, because as dramatic as it sounds, they kind of do.
3: This is not just being able to, you know, have wonderful sweet tea and candy, but it's medicine, it's our food. It's so far reaching what these little animals do. They're absolutely critical part of our food supply chain. When Annette Kleiser, the CEO and co-founder of Dalen
4: Animal Health Incorporated, and her team got together, they realized that they could not just sit back and watch the devastation that pollinators were experiencing any longer. That is when the
3: first-of-its-kind vaccine for honeybees came to life you know, three women that got together and said, we have to do something. These animals are so important and everybody throws their hands up and said, we have to change something. And we just said, okay, let's not wait. Let's just see if we can do something. Let's just see if this is possible.
4: The vaccine helps build immunity for American fowl brood, AFB for short, a fatal bacterial disease that is caused by the spore-forming bacterium Panabacillus larvae. This disease is considered to be one of the most widespread and devastating bacterial
3: diseases affecting honeybee colonies worldwide. The disease-forming bacteria are believed to be in about 45 to 50 percent of all hives out there. These bacteria can turn virulent and start start infecting larvae and start spreading in the colony and then are carried by the worker bees from one colony or left on the flowers where another bee from another colony can pick them up and bring them home. And so they spread really, really quickly once you have an outbreak. Some countries have explored antimicrobials
4: as an alternative control method. However, strains of the bacteria started to show signs of resistance, raising concerns about the efficacy of this approach. Consequently, the most effective control method for AFB involves the incineration of diseased colonies, all products derived from the bees, and all contaminated equipment.
3: So it's a very, very costly disease if it hits you.
4: Rest assured, there are no crazy scientists chasing honeybees down and sticking them with needles. The method of delivering this vaccine is, in fact, much simpler.
3: It's an oral vaccine. Queens don't like to eat themselves. So nurse bees will take up the sugar paste with the vaccine. And when they produce royal jelly from that sugar paste. The vaccine comes with it in the royal jelly, is then fed to the queen, and the queen takes it up, digests it from there into the ovaries. This transgenerational immune priming is a natural mechanism that insects have. When the maternal insect encounters a pathogen, she will take it up and will naturally pass it on to her offsprings to protect them.
4: The work does not end with the AFB vaccine, though. Kleiser says that there are more vaccines in the works for other diseases. She recognizes that a vaccine is not the silver bullet to change, but she says that it is a step in the right direction to truly protecting honeybees.
3: European fowl brood is another big disease that in the last years also was treated with antibiotics prophylactically. Chalk brood is another disease. It's a fungal brood disease that we're trying to tackle. And ultimately down the road, but it's a little bit more in the future, the viral deformed wing virus. Again, that was Annette Kleiser, the CEO
4: and co-founder of Dalen Animal Health Incorporated. And I'm Helena McNamee.
0: Missouri Governor Mike Parson announced a ban on agricultural land purchases by citizens and businesses from six nations if the property is within 10 miles of critical military facilities. Parson said he had countries like China and other adversarial nations in mind when issuing his executive order on the topic. The order puts the state Ag Department in charge of reviewing all proposed purchases of farmland by foreigners. The Ag Department is to deny all proposed purchases within 10 miles of military facilities by entities from China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, Cuba, and Venezuela. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast not Magazine on the every one of my customers tables so that tells you everything that's that it's there so they're reading. our my ag life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go our live events continuing education webinars and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders let jcs marketing help you connect